0: Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money. From student loan debt, to side hustles, to building wealth, we will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Unless you're an unbanked or an underbanked person, most of your personal and financial information is online. That means it's accessible to hackers and thieves who could cause headaches and financial loss as you try to clean up their mess. Keeping all of your information as secure as possible will at least help you avoid these headaches and keep your financial life moving forward. If you're worried maybe about nameless hackers, nosy roommates, or kids who want to use your credit cards, (laughs) these are a few best practices to follow and how to keep your financial information secure. That's today's College Investor Audio Show. Hey, welcome. So just some general security best practices, if you want to protect your financial information from hackers or nosy roommates. These are a few things you should do to keep your information safe. Just these small barriers make you a more difficult target and will likely lead thieves to pass on you. Monitor your financial statements. Fully preventing financial fraud is impossible, but monitoring your finances can at least reduce the damage it causes. The faster you catch the fraud, the easier it is to clean it up. Here are a few things that you should do regularly. Monitor your bank account and credit card transactions daily to keep track of your spending and to find fraudulent transactions. Investment accounts. Check these each time you get a financial statement, typically once a month. Your credit report. You can use annualcreditreport.com to check your full credit report from all three major credit bureaus each year. If you don't recognize an account... Report it right away and do what you can to close it down. Use a site like creditkarma.com for free credit monitoring. Don't give out your information. Your account numbers and social security number are private information. Don't give this information out except if it's required for tax purposes. Most employers will allow you to provide this information in person so you don't need to send it via email. Use strong passwords. Yeah, heard this a lot. Strong passwords are the first line of defense against hackers, thieves, and kids who may be inclined to order thousands of dollars of popsicles from your account. (laughs) Rather than single words, consider passphrases of three or more words or using randomly generated passwords from a password manager like LastPass, Keeper, OneLogin, etc. Using a password manager has been key to helping me develop and maintain strong and varied passwords across many sites. Use multi-factor authentication. So multi-factor authentication involves using two or more methods to verify who you are. For example, at an ATM, you'll use your debit card and a pin to authenticate. Most websites and apps also offer multi-factor authentication. Whenever possible, I use SMS messages as my secondary form of authentication. Only someone with access to my phone and my account will be able to log in. You could take this up a notch too and establish a Google phone number just for your financial accounts. One way to force a secondary form of multi-factor authentication is to use a device like Yubikey, Y-U-B-I-K-E-Y. This $45 plus device allows you to manage passwords and establish secondary authentication using the physical key itself. Remember, Your financial accounts may be connected to many other accounts, including your social media accounts or cell service account. So try to set up multi-factor authentication on all accounts, not just financial accounts. Keep your documents secure in transit. Don't email your financial documents even if you're working with a broker, a loan officer, an accountant, or another tax professional. All financial advisors should have secure web portals designed for clients to submit their records. If speed is of the essence in a certain transaction, a financial professional may request that you email information to them. Don't do this, even if you trust the professional. Instead, request a link to their secure document uploading site. While this will slow down the process by a few minutes, (gasps) it is well worth it to keep your information secure in transit. Keep your devices up to date. Mm. Hardware companies are constantly pushing patches that keep the operating system safe and secure. Install these patches as soon as they become available to keep your personal information safe. Use the app, not the site. Mm. If you want to check your financial accounts from your phone or tablet, use an up-to-date version of the app. Don't use the site, even if it is mobile-optimized. The apps tend to have more robust security than the website, and they typically don't store data on the app. Shred your documents One oft-overlooked aspect of account security is the information on your financial statements. Financial statements should be either shredded immediately or, if possible, reviewed digitally. If you work in an office, you may be allowed to use the company's secure shredding box to keep your documents secure. Check with your office manager to learn the company's policy, of course. When you might need extra security. Most people can keep their financial and personal information safe using the steps that we've outlined already today. But there are maybe a couple of times to consider extra security measures. These are a few of those times you'll want to make sure your accounts are extra secure. If you're traveling abroad. Traveling abroad can include some uniquely risky situations you might be unfamiliar with which open Wi-Fi networks are safe. Hint, generally none, and which are dangerous. You may be more likely to share financial information when you're not familiar with the language or customs. In general, it pays to continue to use all the tips we've outlined today and to use only a credit card with no foreign transaction fees while traveling abroad. You invest in non-protected assets, like crypto, Most traditional financial assets, like stocks, bonds, ETFs, mutual funds, cash, etc., are insured. That means that you are protected against loss in case of theft, including hacks. However, you may invest in non-insured assets like cryptocurrency. If a crypto exchange or your wallet is hacked, you may lose everything. If you invest in uninsured assets, you should consider taking extra measures of precaution such as buying a hardware wallet and storing passphrases in fireproof lockboxes. You're wiring money. Wiring money is fraught with the risk of theft and fraud. When you're preparing to wire money, especially large cash transfers, such as the amount needed for a home down payment, take extra precautions. Call the title agent to verify all instructions over the phone. Do not take last-second changes to the routing information without confirming verbally with the agent. As a best practice, wiring instructions should only be sent via secure emails or in secured documents. If possible, see if you can avoid wiring money altogether. You cannot trust relatives or roommates. Financial information and personal information are closely linked. The people that you live with are the most likely people to have access to your personal information and they may be able to use that information to access your financial accounts or open new, unauthorized accounts in your name. This can include anything from using your credit cards to make purchases, something many kids and teens seem to think is okay, to more egregious measures like taking out a loan with your ID. If you don't fully trust the people you live with, take steps to guard against identity theft. A few steps you can take include… Freezing your credit at all three credit bureaus. By doing this, nobody will be able to open a credit in your name. Keep your credit and debit cards locked up. Don't leave your wallet or purse just around the house. Instead, lock your cards in a small lockbox or just keep them on yourself. Don't allow others to use your credit cards. Do not receive paper financial statements at home. Make sure your ID documents like birth certificate, social security card, passport, etc. are locked up. Lock up or use a P.O. box for financial documents like tax forms. Never store your credit card information on an online account, if you use shared Wi-Fi. Taking these steps along with the general best practices should deter family members from stealing your identity. While these may seem like overkill, it's far better to prevent theft from family members than to try to deal with it after the fact. Here are some key takeaways. So for most people, a little extra diligence goes a long way. Regular security hygiene, such as changing passwords, installing updates, and adding secondary authentications, can keep your information more secure. Typically, just a little extra work will help your money to stay in your accounts, and your information to stay in the right hands.